I will say that I have seen Drummer Bot in a kilt, and it's a powerfully erotic sight, though. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. It, 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 I, I honestly believe it's a crime to not have that in, in the world. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snap, and as always I am joined by Whip, say hello. Hello. And I'm joined by Le Drumblebem, say bonjour. Hello. Okay, fucking rebel. I'm getting sick of you and your disruptive fucking attitude, you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of my mission to do the opposite of whatever you ask me, I think. So. Okay, don't send me £300 on, on PayPal. Uh, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> you are trapped no, in your own logical trap. <laughs> He's just gonna disconnect and like change his phone number and like block me on every platform. How how are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're existing. We're fine. Yes, <laughs> yes. Our suffering is at the average level. And you, my dear friend? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. You're back in France now, aren't you? I am. I am. So we're back on Skype. So I miss so... your sofa. <laughs> oh, I think it misses you. I tell you, we're going to get a new one, probably, at, le- at least at some point in the next decade. We'll send you bits of it in the mail. Which <laughs> sounds honestly like sounds a ransom good. note. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that started off as you trying to be nice and just ended up with threats of violence. Yeah, I want to hack off one of the legs and send it to you. <laughs> no. and just be like, no, my <laughs> one true couch love. <laughs> Sophie. Sophie. The sofa. Oh. Uh, that's the name of your sofa. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to, to wrestle us from whatever the fuck just happened, um, I, I actually have a bit of news today. Ah, excellent. Of like, of like, not like personal news, it's not like I'm having a baby or anything, no, it's like I, I, news oh, in the world. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as, as many people will know, uh, we are, we are fans of the Warhammer 40,000 oh, tabletop yeah. game. A games workshop? Nah, I, I had... There was a few Inklings just there. Now, every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's okay. It's 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 alright. Uh, um, now, they're on, on 7th edition of the rules right now, um, but they had Adepticon, um, I think it was the 23rd to the 26th? Yep, I did this hear month. about this. Um, and... Yeah, mm. and they, uh, they talked to the people that are currently working on 8th edition, and they kind of shared some of the things they're playing around with. I thought it might be fun to kind of um, talk about some of those. Okay, excellent. So the uh, the, f- the full list of things that they mentioned were um, that they were going to add in... They wanted to have like multiple ways of playing. By the sound of it, they described three types of playing, which would be open, narrative, and matched play. So presumably that would mean like a kind of... There's, there's, like, see, there's, there's uh, arcade mode, and then there's competitive. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that's what it would be of like different rule sets for like narrative games, different rule sets for kind of just general all purpose games, then a different rule set for like competitive play. I mean, that's an interesting idea, but that sounds like that could get incredibly complicated mm. very quickly. Well, isn't that re- like related to how they've done it in Age of Sigma in the the old fantasy or what fantasy became? Because that started off and there wasn't points values for anything, and you kind of went. Yeah, this seems about fair. And then, so that was kind of like the open. And then they brought in, I don't know if it's points, but they did bring in something that was called a, something like match play. So they could like yeah. actually 
have relatively fair fights rather than just <laughs> I'm going to have all of my things against all of your things and that'll be fine, right? Whoever buys yeah. the most models wins. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, that's probably what Games Workshop's aiming for anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking they put flyers in. I kind of like the idea of them having subtly different versions of the rule set depending on how kind of competitive you're wanting yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Because some people don't want to be all competitive and they just want to play with the models they've got, I guess. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's... Um, that's the thing, it's like about having choice and that's always going to be better than, you know, not. It's like when we choose to keep playing 5th edition. Oh, yes. <laughs> I stand by my choice. Uh, the other one is that um, each unit would have its own movement value, so it wouldn't just be generically everything moves 6 or 12 or whatever. Um, yeah, so each individual unit has its own... Movement value. So, say, yeah. presumably that would mean something like, say, Terminators would probably move hypothetically like 5 inches... And then Marines would move six, and yeah. then something say like um, Eldar that are like you know more uh, more kind of speedy. They might move seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they'd all have okay. their own individual values. So that's kind of an, it's an interesting idea. I like it because that right. feels a little fluffier, a little bit mm. more fluff to your crunch, if you yeah. will. So that actually like that. Yeah, no, I like that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, once again, mentioning fantasy, that's what fantasy always used to be like. I don't know if Age, Age of Sigma is. I but think Age of Sigma is like that, yeah. grew up on fantasy, and that was always, you know, dwarfs moved like four inches or something. <laughs> and like, yeah, everyone had different values, and it kind of made sense, because, you know, some people are stumpy. Yeah. I mean, I can see <laughs> Very that... Very diplomatically put. <laughs> I, I can see that being one of those, one of those things that... Um, it might take a little if they do implement it because obviously these are all theoretical things they're messing yeah, around with. Yeah, of course. But yeah. if they do implement it, I can see that there might be some interesting um, balancing going on to make certain units work a lot better. Yeah, because yeah, you can't have like a crazy, like heavily armored um, character moving super quickly because you just never fucking be able to deal with them. You can't have a Terminator moving as fast as a guy who's not in armour. Yeah, yeah. I, I can Although s- that would be really funny. Yeah. Just like this guy like properly like Terminator running in like tank armour. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see it being one of those things that they would implement and it would be an interesting exercise in balance versus yeah. canonical things. Yeah. Where it's like, like, like people often say, oh yeah, marines are nowhere near powerful enough on the tabletop, and it's like, well yeah, compared to the fluff, they're not, but do you, do you want to play a game or not? Yeah. You know? I was like, well, I mean, you can't just have like super, like, Mary Sue rad dudes just walking through the battlefield, because like, that's stupid. Yeah, well, it'd make every space marine army basically like a deathwing army, yeah, with like 20 yeah. models and that's it. It's like, come on, we need, we need some balance here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The other thing, which is actually really cool, they, they were thinking about adding in rewards for fluffy play. Like, they didn't really specify exactly what it'd be, but does, for... Does this mean they bring back the like the chaos numbers, and if you have squads in those numbers, you get bonuses? Because that would be kind of cool. Uh, presumably, because um, they were saying about ha- adding actual mechanical benefits, like, say, giving you the ability to re-roll things if you're playing things fluffy. So, say, presumably, if you're... Uh, if Yeah, you're playing chaos, and... Um, I always forget the fucking numbers. Um, I honestly can never... I think one of them is 11. Like, I think corn is 6. Like, the sacred numbers. Um, I'm probably wrong and people are going to get angry at me. Read Um, the fucking law! Yeah. Um, But for the sake of argument, um, say, like, you'd put a... 
a corn squad with six members, and then you get like maybe re-rolls on your melee attacks or something. Mm. Is presumably what they they're going for. Yeah, I think I think that yeah. would be very cool. Because there's a lot in in 40k that kind of incentivizes you not really caring about the fluff at mm. all. Yeah. And so to add in something that gives you some kind of benefit to it, like I'm totally behind that. Um, yeah. A few other things. Oh, um, armor save modifiers for each weapon. Um, so presumably, yeah, if you shoot someone with a powerful weapon, then it will reduce their armor save by like say one or two or whatever. So that's I I don't know if that will be replacing AP values or. I don't know. What are they doing in Sigma? I don't want to relate everything. They sound like they're just basically trying to make it more like whatever edition it was fantasy when I was growing up. Because that had, you didn't have um, AP values. You had this, you know, was it everything above strength three? Like strength four was minus one off the armor save. Strength five was minus two off the armor save. So you didn't have anything that completely circumnavigated the armor like directly. But you always took, you took off a bit depending on how strong the weapon was. And then, like arm, like bullets and armor-piercing things were an extra minus one off the armor save. Mm. I mean, yeah. it sounds to me like they kind of like uh, I don't want to use the, the term like homogenizing, like maybe like a, a lot of the fantasy elements and forty k, but that kind of sounds like they're they're kind of bringing them both to the same kind of point. Yeah, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, apart from I'm comparing all these things to like old school fantasy, so I don't I haven't played Age of Sigma properly. So I don't know if it's actually making it closer to that or not. It's just making it closer from what I can hear to mm. old school fantasy. Yeah, I, I'm just guessing. Which I'm okay with. You know, I, I'm not going to play fantasy because it's lame and for <laughs> nerds. I'm going to stick with my space grimdark. Yeah. That's like, that's for cool people. Um, what the, oh yeah, the other things, oh there's a morale thing that um, I, I kind of skim read and I got more confused uh, looking at it, um, so I'll, I won't bother explaining that, but it's a change to, mor- uh, to morale. Something to do with morale. Okay. Um, and the other thing uh, that they mentioned is making it so that whenever you charge into a, into a squad, the charger will always go first in terms of initiative. <laughs> Much like fant- old school fantasy. Really? This really? Is gen- this is, yeah, genuinely. If you charge, do you attack first? In the first round, and then after that it was done on initiative and things. I have heard people say that, they, that a lot of these rules are like second edition 40k, which was before my time, so... Mm, okay. So maybe it was the same back then for, for 40k yeah, as maybe. well. You know, it just strikes me as they're doing what they do with WoW, where they're like, oh, we've given mages these three, three abilities. It's like, you mean those three abilities you took away from us six years ago, you <laughs> fucking pricks? <laughs> like, oh, look, yeah, we've given you new a bit. Fuck you. <laughs> no, you haven't. You've just, yeah. you just rejigged everything and, and like basically told me I'm getting something new. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... that's um. I am kind of pissed off about the charging. Why? I was space wolf farming. It's like, that was my thing, at least in fifth edition. Was like, because I remember like versing your orcs. Like you charge me, and then I'd counter charge, and it would be fucking beautiful. Because you're like, well, shit. There's all my bonuses gone, and then I just cut swathes through you. Well, it wasn't blood claws. You used to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm salty as shit. Well, maybe that would maybe that would still work. Um, yeah, because of the, the count, I mean, I don't know if um, if in the current rule set, um, Blue Claws still have that rule. But, I don't fucking know. What, but surely they seven. Maybe their counter charge would count <laughs> as, as the charge. How, how are we the go to? We can't be the go to news on this, considering we don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, is, yeah. it, when I was no. a kid, like twenty years ago, it worked like this. <laughs> no, 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 dude, we can't. Okay, we can't tell people this. We have to keep pretending we know what we're talking about. 
I think by now everyone's worked out we don't know what we're talking about. about I think they're just being really polite about it, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's very nice of them. (laughs) But no, I mean, I I look at it this way. Um, As people that really enjoyed 5th edition and how streamlined it was, and a lot of the extra stuff that got put onto it, whilst I I totally get why, why a lot of people really liked them and why people wanted things changed from 5th, since we were kind of stopped playing between like sixth and seventh for the most part, a new edition is like a a good gauge of like is our interest kind of piqued by these new rules? Mm, Does yeah. that would that make us come back? So it's it's not just the the generic opinion of people who have been playing the entire time. You know, mm. it's it's for people that have co- that have kind of dropped out and are trying to get back into it. So rule changes can actually be quite a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. they bring Pandaren into it. I'm pretty much sold. <laughs> <laughs> it works for WoW. <laughs> but moving on, um, there there is a topic that we all have brought to the table, mm-hmm. uh, which is the new Mass Effect. Mass, Mass Effect, Effect Andromeda. Yes, which we, people will be disappointed if we didn't have some opinion about. I guess. Well, the yeah. three people who listen definitely. <laughs> One of which is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> the other of which is his girlfriend. And the the other one is their son, who really should not be fucking listening to this. James, stay in school. Don't listen to your aunt. <laughs> he can't even comprehend language yet. I can still swear in front of him. It's awesome. <laughs> Especially when my brother's sitting there kind of holding him upside down, going, yeah, he's been a right fucking crankshaft lately. Been tempted to throw him out the window, but not, I'm not gonna. Please don't call CPS on my brother. He's actually a very good dad. But anyway, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Um, so yeah, that's that's come out, and um, oh, it's it's been a bit, yeah, a bit controversial, is it? Yeah, surprisingly enough, something's happened, and then the internet has gone mental one way or the other. And it's not to do with putting your 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 winky in 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 someone else's hoo hoo dilly. Yeah, it, it's not. No progress. So it's, it's not. It's not the whole like this is the 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 fucking sodomy space simulator or whatever it is. <laughs> the fucking idiots in the news outlets were calling it. Yeah, um, I will just say one thing uh, before we get into this subject. Um, because I know there has been some of this. Uh, if you harass anyone or send them death threats because you don't like how a game that they were involved in came out, you're a fucking cunt and you should just fuck right off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm entirely behind that. Yeah, because it's like, look, fucking No. <laughs> Don't harass people. Why is this something that we have to say? It's apparently something that a lot of people have to say. <sighs> so, yeah. And all the, all the people who haven't done that, good on you. Continue being awesome human beings. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want to not like the game, that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinions and no one's saying you shouldn't. But at the same time, your opinion shouldn't affect other people. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, we, we insult David Cage all the time, but I'm not going to fucking send a tweet to him. You know? well, I, that's the thing, it's like, I don't like his stuff. Him as a person, I don't know much about. Yeah. I don't care to. And, yeah. It's, Just, uh, everyone, I know this is a massively, apparently, I, see, I've been referred to as an SJW in the past for views like this, but, <clears throat> fuck it. I think people should be nice to each other. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, fucking what? Yes, <laughs> yeah, you writing that comment right now. <laughs> I've got to stop calling you, out, like, people you, commenting. You with your fucking liberal agenda. Oh, I'm dreadful. <laughs> oh, I'm awful. Uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, um, Andromeda's come out and there's, there's been the, the, the big old fuss about its animations, for one. Yeah. 
Um, have you have you seen the the wonderful gifts and the like, uh, Matthew? Yeah. So I guess straight up, we should say that yeah, you two have played it. Yes. I have not because mm. I'm still I, I'm waiting. I know the story does it's it's set like after Mass Effect one, but before the other two. So the yeah. end or however it, I've still managed to mostly avoid spoilers for the end of three. I know people don't like yeah. it, but I've managed to mostly avoid what it actually is somehow. I can I can tell you this right now. Um... The game starts in between Mass Effect two and three. Yep, yeah, I have heard it was somewhere before, so they don't they don't know what happened in three, and so it shouldn't matter. But I'm like I'm halfway through three, or like a bit of the way through three. I should finish playing that before I end up getting getting the new one. Yeah, yeah. and if no, by then fair. they've patched some things in or out of the game, it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> from what I've seen. No, I mean that's the thing. I think it's very clever um, to wait a little while. When a new game comes out. Yes, that, that is more and more true. And maybe don't pre-order things. Well, I mean, that's just a, a given anyway, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a smart idea to just leave things for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being a person who either pre-ordered or bought Colonial Marines, like, Oof. day one? Can you <laughs> well, fucking yeah. imagine? Poor souls. There's a, there's a lot of sore people over Colonial Marines. Fuck, I didn't... I, I bought it when it was on sale, and I'm still fucking <laughs> sore about that garbage. I think we paid three pounds for it. Three it pounds still... too much. Oh. <laughs> Fuck that game. Fuck Randy Pitchford. Fuck everything about him, and he's fucking... Apart from his goat baby, he's adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, the, um, the, anim- uh, the animations and... Like I've played, um, I've played the single player for I want to say maybe like four or five hours so far. Okay, and yeah, the the animations they don't seem as bad if you have a a not generic rider. Yeah, right. Like the the generic rider, at least the female one, because pretty much everyone we know has a female rider. I I, I have not actually seen a person play male rider. Oh, like. Josh, Josh has got a male rider. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like the only person I know who's got a male <laughs> okay. one. But that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, and like, fem- like female default rider has just got some weirdness about her face. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be like, because I've seen a lot of people just go, I don't find the f- main female character attractive, like the default. Mm. Thanks, SJWs. Which is just fucking hysteria. Yeah, that's just weird. But yeah. That's 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 funny. So he was like, "Thank you, witch who lives in the fucking lake house down the road." <laughs> I mean, not least because you know beauty is subjective and all that. Absolutely. But if you want, you don't f- have to be hot to actually mean something. Well, yeah, that's getting into deeper issues. So let's keep it kind of shallow. But here. if you if you want a fuckable rider, then just make one. Yeah. How, how fucking like? Well, I could just select one of these beautiful drop dead. No. Well, yeah, they, just, they look like people. And <laughs> All of them look like people. Yeah. Some of them look like weird people. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that's pretty realistic, if you ask me. But it, it doesn't help that yeah, that the slightly wonky like facial animations do make especially Fem Rider look really fucking weird sometimes. Yeah. I mean, um, we 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 did a video on it uh, for the YouTube channel. Yes, and um, I had I, I made my own Rider, and it was it just looks so much better. Mm. This is like the animation seemed to work better. At yeah, least. I mean, there is a lot of generic just animation fuck ups in it. Like you, you pay it's even like cutscenes. You'll pe- you'll see people aren't holding guns properly, or their feet are going through the floor, <laughs> or, or yeah. the the start where you're talking to the Asari doctor and she's T posed. 
Well, which uh, happened on that playthrough of mine. Yeah, I don't think that happens to everyone, but that's that's something just <laughs> I've, animation. I've seen. I've seen a dozen gifs of it, <sighs> so it's not an uncommon bug. That's just thing on like people, you know, moving around, people spawning in the ground or in the air and that dropping down cycle. or ascending. You know, that's. That's quite frequent. The running animation is hilarious. Oh, it's fan fucking fantastic! I, I wasted too much time messing around with the run run animation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's just little things like um, I don't know if this happens with all outfits uh, because my rider, because I'm playing a fem rider as I mentioned, and the one of the outfits you can have as a like casual not in armor wear is like a leather jacket with a scarf. And I've noticed in lots of cutscenes her skin like poking through Ooh. the clothes. Like you're getting a shit knockoff Unity game on Steam that you bought for like 50p and is just there for the trading cards, you know? You mean like most of the green light garbage? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's a Steam Like that's the sort of thing you expect in a Steam green light game. But just, yeah, to see like that, I mean. And the thing is, like, a lot of these things, like, animations being that fucked up and that prevalent, I do wonder how much of these can be patched out. Mm. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm kind of looking at it like, of course, we'll never really know what's actually gone off. Because, I mean, didn't they, like, they, uh, Bioware, they they contracted out a couple of bits. Uh, the, the main bulk of the game was made by, I think it's Bioware Montreal, I want to say. Yep, that's right, yep. And they've never... They've always been in like a assistant studio. Not they've. I don't think they've ever actually like headed up the development of a game before. Yeah, mm. and I know it costs way less to make than um, really did it than uh, like Dragon Age Inquisition, which is the last mm. game that Bioware made on the Frostbite engine. Because this is obviously not yeah. on the, the Unreal engine like the previous Mass Effects were. Yeah, this is on the Frostbite engine as well. But no, it's like a lot of people are very fucking angry about it. Let's just ignore the the whole kind of. The garbage opinions, shall we say. Yeah. Let's ignore that shit. Let's talk about like sheer mechanics and story and, and how people are perceiving the significantly lower quality than they should be receiving from a AAA yeah. title. Let's be honest. Because, I mean, I'm a, I am I like the game so far enough. I mean, the story like hasn't particularly grabbed me yet. No, I've, I've heard it is quite slow for the opening like number of hours. Oh, I, yeah. I would yeah. say that's that's quite fair. But, I mean, I think it's fine. That's the thing. It's like I'm I'm having enough fun with it. I mean, the, the, the fucking weird animation glitches and stuff, It's I'm not super, super bothered by it. They're at least but, funny. <laughs> yeah, they're at least funny. But at the same time, it's like if you think about some of, like the more iconic moments in Mass Effect in the Mass Effect series and how they're very emotional and and very heartfelt. Can you imagine one of one of your characters T posing at that fucking moment? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. no, I understand. I mean I have had problems with the game just generally running like shit. Yeah. Um, like patches are just like, guess what? You're getting five FPS now. Uh, yeah. Um like the game overall seems to not run particularly good anyway. It's not very um, well optimized. I'd yeah, say. it doesn't. It doesn't mm. seem. But I've heard the um, there's a, there's been a relatively recent uh, Nvidia patch uh, update, firmware update, thing, whatever. Uh, driver update. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. There you that's go. the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, apparently that fixes some of the issues of it running badly. Um, I don't know when that was out. Yeah, I don't know if I. I... I think I've downloaded that. I'll have to check, actually. Yeah. Um, but reg- regardless, it does seem to have, have yeah, um, issues ah, with kind okay. of being a bit all over the place. Um, the w- the worst of it, presumably, that might fix. I did have a few moments where it dipped down to, like, five frames Ooh. a second. Yeah. For no reason. Mm, I mean, Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series has always been a bit jank, but this is this is a 
bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, having been through, because I, I, you've played more, you've been playing more of the multiplayer. I played, I played seven hours of the multiplayer and an hour and a half of the story <laughs> mode. Yeah, and I've played no multiplayer, but yeah, like probably four or five hours of the story. So yeah. we've got kind of like both sides of, of yeah. the thing kind of between us. So you want to talk about story first? Yeah, I mean, like. I kind of like what it's doing because it's more because they they obviously can't do anything with the main Mass Effect stuff like was what was in the first three games. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that's the smartest thing they could have oh, done. Yeah. Really, and I, I do think they kind of they rush through that early thing because so, I'm going to give spoilers for the first five minutes of the game. Uh, this this is not a spoiler for any of the other Mass Effects, by the way. So it's basically. A bunch of people, I think in total it's like 100,000 people of various races, have all decided to go to the Andromeda Galaxy. Because shit's fucked elsewhere. Eh, not really. It's just exploration and Aww. shit. And to set up a new life. And, and, you know, the Andromeda Initiative is like all about people going forth and be the best you can be in, in a new galaxy. It's very Starship Troopers so far. The way you're uh, describing it, oh, anyway. Because uh, <laughs> it's really more Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's not, what I'm it's, like. It's not propaganda, is the point. Um, and it basically all goes to shit, is is the point. And you find this out in the first, like, five minutes. Everything goes, starts going a bit wrong. Yeah, well, but, I mean, if it went right, there presumably wouldn't be a game there. So, yes. Yeah. Like, you got yeah, there, we... and everyone lived happily ever after, and everyone was happy. <laughs> and we lived in a nice, equal society, and everyone was great. It's fine. Press E to hug your comfortable wife, <laughs> and 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 just enjoy the summer's day. But yeah, so you you, you go through you, you go through that, and like it kind of rushes to that point of of like because it goes for it goes forward like six hundred years because they've been traveling for six hundred years. So basically, everyone but the uh, maybe some of the Asari and Krogan that yeah. you met in the original Mass Effect trilogy, they're all dead now. They're all that, dead. That was pretty, <laughs> pretty miserable kind of reload. I was kind of sitting there going, "Oh, my my cricket husband's he's gone." Yeah, but but you yeah. know, uh, Grunt's probably still alive. I want to go uh, definitely. ahead, but my, my uh, Liara's Krogan probably Brad. still alive. Yeah, this is true. Because they're both relatively young, so they're they're probably both alive. Mm. Um, so uh, so that's 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 an interesting thing. But yeah, it kind of rushes through that point, and I'm not entirely sure how they can travel around without Mass Effect um, relays. Well, that's why it takes 600 fucking years to do so. Yeah, but travelling around inside the Andromeda Galaxy, seemingly at pretty much the same speed as they did in the old Mass Effects, but there's no Mass Effect relays, so I don't know how they're doing that. I don't fucking know. Maybe well, it's, I like the writer? Maybe it's explained in a codex entry, and I just haven't fucking read it. Um, God, fake fucking Mass Effect Andromeda fan <laughs> over here. Um, but yeah, and so it's basically about trying to colonize with the Milky Way races in in the Andromeda Galaxy, encountering you know new new races and and, and unique challenges, and it, yeah, it, <laughs> meeting interesting new people yeah. and then killing them. And because it all starts off to shit, and, and you got to try and gradually build everything up, so that's what everything's kind of seemingly based around. And so that's a nice kind of thing to build upon. So you start off. With everything fucked, and even like five hours in, things are slightly unfucked. Okay, so I really hope they like you know in the future they contact you for like box art quotes. (laughs) (laughs) I like it how it starts off fucked, and then five hours in, it becomes slightly unfucked. (laughs) That's the best thing. Yeah, I mean, one there there are some um, notable points where um, the issues with the game kind of affect what they're trying to do. So there's lots of points where people are trying to talk and there's just odd timing between it. 
like where there's just odd gaps between people mm. talking that just makes it really stilted. Or there's the really classic one where there's someone who sits there and goes, "You basically, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry for shouting at you. My face is just tired of all this." Yeah, I've heard the "my face is tired" line. <laughs> yeah, and she's just got, and she and her face does not change the entire way through that conversation. And she's a right arsehole to you as well. So. Have you, she, okay, have you ever had face tired? You would think that she has had whatever they use for Botox in space. Like, just injected into every pore in her face. Like, she just cannot move it. And what if she has had yeah. work done? <laughs> Fucking shaming yeah. her for that. Her face is tired. Leave her alone. <laughs> what a great fucking, like... That sounds like that was lost in translation. I don't know. I think it, it would have been fine if if the mo- like facial motion capture had been like operating correctly. Had been ex- mm. a, a thing. What well, had existed? Yeah. Whereas they were using the kind of facial motion capture that was used on the Ultramarines movie, apparently. Oh, you mean <laughs> waggle bottom lip? That that equates speaking and just emotions. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I think they they put all of the facial mocap into that one Asari at the beginning who makes that fucking face at you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because that, that happens, like, at least from what I've seen, like, every time. Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. But That's it, fantastic. At the start of the video, that that even though it's not uploaded whilst we're talking, it will be when, when this goes live. Yeah, um, yeah in, in the intro of that, there's a, a shot that we got of a very strange expression that's an Asari pulse, and it, it happens every single time, so it's and not it's like... It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. not an error, it just happens each time. Or it is an error that just happens every time, I guess. Mm. So, yeah. I still thought it was quite fun. Oh yeah, it's it's fun, but it's weird. Um, oh yeah, that's kind of Mass Effect yeah. Andromeda. I mean, I think the problem, like the the story is not particularly fantastic, but it's still got the characters are still kind of fun. I'm still invested. Yeah, and it's I think the thing is it's Mass Effect, and I'm just a fucking card for Mass Effect. Like I'm I'm going to be I'm gonna cut it slack because I really like the setting. Yeah. So the flaws in it, I'm like, yeah, it is a bit slow and. Some of the open world things, um, like I've got to a planet that's like covered in snow, and it's this massive open world kind of thing where I'm driving between things in the the in, in new equivalent of the Mako. Of the not Mako. Yeah. Um, and there's just vague direction, and there's so much to kind of explore that you kind of have that problem where you're like, I'm kind of a little bit overwhelmed with what to do right now. Because I'm not sure exactly where I'm supposed to be going, and everywhere's so far apart, and half the things I'm doing, it's like, yeah, you haven't actually done anything. I'm it just like, sounds oh. like vanilla WoW so far. Yeah, a little bit. Like, if little if bit. we make everything really, really far away, people will have to spend more time playing. I mean, maybe and it's more time paying. Maybe I just approach the area area in the wrong way. Like you could do that in WoW. Like if you Ooh, approach yeah. an area from like the wrong oh. way, you can completely fuck its progression, and you can be kind of lost as to what you're supposed to be doing. Speaking in an area. as someone who has forty different characters, yes. Yeah. That is a thing that so, happens a lot. So I'm not going to say that's that's like definitely the game's fault. But again, this is the thing. I'm I'm really cutting this game slack. I think it's partially because everyone's been so like unreasonably harsh to it that I I I feel like someone needs to throw out a fucking bone mm. here and there. You know, it is still subpar quality. And oh yeah, it yeah. should that it should not have seen the light of day with the amount of bugs it has. Oh certainly, that's... Yeah. no. It, they just needed to delay launch for like a month or two and fix because presumably the people who made it saw these bugs and these weird things they they saw this and was like yeah that'll do let's go like <laughs> well, i mean i i blame ea pretty yeah, much for, well it's... every every problem in my life is basically somehow ea's fault yeah and this one it actually might actually be their fault exactly i mean i don't trust them as far as i can kick them i think that what they were doing i mean this is this is just my personal feelings on the matter it's not 
actually what happened. Maybe it was, but I can't say for sure. But it feels to me like what they did was basically hang over them going, we, we need to push pre-orders, we need to get it out soon. And they like the, the devs were like, but it's not ready. And they were like, I can't hear you over the pre-order money. Get that shit out by the end of the month. Yeah, I did hear a, a rumour that one of the reasons why um, Rider, uh, Fem Rider especially, has so many animation issues is because at relative last minute they changed her model. Because look, she looks a little different in some of the earlier scene stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any validity to that. It would kind of make sense that that why she doesn't she's not rigged. properly. Yeah, she doesn't. She, her rigging doesn't work properly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also that could just be people saying, you know, people kicking up a fuss because she's not hot enough. I don't know. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, how is the multiplayer? Because um, I've not played this yet. Well, I've I've played about seven hours. Is it similar to? Because I still haven't played the multiplayer for three, but that's co-op, right? Because I keep meaning to play it with you guys. Is this co-op as well? This is all co-op as well. It's, okay. it's, cool. it's basically just, they looked at Ma- the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer and went, let's just put it in this game. <laughs> right. um, which, I mean, there are a lot of problems with it in the way that I've come from Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, where I'm used to my you know, my shift button doing three or four things and and if I melee it locks on. It just that just is not a thing now. My first experience, we my friend Josh and I, we get in we get in the lobby in, in like the matchmaking thing, which is four players, and we're like, we'll do one of the, the, the challenges because, you know, we can actually play video games and not suck at them. And you get bonuses for like the the um like doing the the special missions, yeah, and like you get like single player bonuses. This guy joins. He's like, "Fuck off with that level one bullshit," and then tries to kick us. And it's like, well, I'm I'm so I'm so glad. What a great first experience. <laughs> so he was angry at you for being level one in a game that came out like last week. Yeah, I know he did have a ridiculously high rating for you know, proving that he has no fucking life, and he's obviously a prick anyway. Well, yeah. So I was just kind of like, fuck you. <laughs> like I can't. It would still be a dickish attitude to have a year down the road. Yeah, but it at least makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked. Um, so we, we've played, we've played a few bronze, uh, which is like the easiest difficulty, like custom games. Um, I tried, first game I had as a Vanguard. I don't think you can play this game in any way that w- that you would play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yeah. It is a lot different. Cause like the combat in Mass Effect Andromeda is a bit jank. Well, the, it's, it's just different in general anyway, because they, they added, um, jump, jank. Well, jank, yes, but they added jump packs. The jump pack is mm. a godsend, though. Um, so there's a lot more verticality mm. to levels and things, and, you know, you can do things like hovering in midair and snipe people, which is actually kind of badass. That's my favourite new trick, and it's <laughs> cool. the best thing ever. Okay. Um, they've still got the, you start out with, um, a bunch of standard characters, like adepts, like male and female adepts, soldiers, sentinels, things like that. Uh, you unlock them with crates, which you can spend real-world money, which don't. Yeah. Because they don't fucking deserve it. EA, I'm looking at you. Um, uh, y- you get, like, loyalty boxes as well. You get, like, free crates if you have, um, like, other Bioware games oh, as, okay. like, on your account. So I got, like, a uh, a Mass Effect 3 loyalty pack, and, like, Josh got, like, a Dragon Age Inquisition loyalty one okay. and a Mass Effect 3 one, so... Um, the credits, uh, you, you know, you, you go and you fight, you get credits and then you save up and then you can buy different tiers of crates with your in-game currency. Just buying loot boxes, really. Just buying loot boxes, really. Um, 
unlock weapons and like booster modules and extra characters and character experience and customization. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just they they saw Mass Effect 3's multiplayer and they recreated it. Which I like, because I really yeah. like Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. I liked how it was all PvE and just, you know, you all fuck about. And, I, always, I always got the impression that they were kind of shocked that Mass Effect 3's multiplayer actually kind of resonated with a lot of people because it had all the hallmarks of cheap, tacked-on wave survival. But it was so good for some reason. <laughs> but it was just... It, it, it just worked really well um like the actual i remember things like the menus and matchmaking was all kind of balls it was, and i remember because i play lefty so i have like alt bindings um if i played the talon mercenary it reset my binds to default oh yeah so yeah. i just couldn't play that character yeah it was fucking weird just one just, character yeah just just that one character <laughs> which is the oh god also uh, as the um my favorite character the cabal vanguard which mm. is the female Turian Vanguard, um, like, super ultra-rare character. Like, if I didn't host that game, my latency, like, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it would be, it would break my, my latency to the point where I try and teleport to someone and it would just fucking lag out. Which, it should be noted, didn't happen with any other character. No. Just that character just created latency <laughs> issues for some reason. Just for me. That's what I mean, like, like the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was fantastic, but the, it always felt like, they kind of half-assed a lot of it, and that's why I feel like it was kind of a shock that it was that mm. people liked it. So I'm hoping that the back end of this is... I mean, granted, looking at the game it's in, <laughs> I'm, I'm not holding out any hope, but I'm hoping that it's a lot more together. Mm. Well, I mean, like I, like I say, I've played a good few games. It does have some... I mean, the only bug I encountered in it so far was... Um, because I don't... I, I'm, I'm used to, in the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer setting, have con- like context-sensitive bugs. Yeah. Like in Mass Effect 3, like one button would cover, it would jump, and it would run. And I'm like, you know, I kind of got used to that. Yeah, in Mass Effect 3, like half your commands were on spacebar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or shift with me. But, yeah. Um, so that took a bit of getting used to. You can't play this like Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Um, so my I needed to rebind uh, halfway through a game. Because um, I just, I wasn't, I needed to melee. Um, I set my melee to like mouse five. And it's like, that was a stupid idea because my hands can't really contort like that, especially because we've got a right handed mouse. (laughs) So it was just like, ah, the pain. (laughs) So I was like, I'll change it to right control. And it, I tried to change it and it just auto changed it to shift F1 which is to bring up the origin overlay. So if I wanted to melee, I had to bring up the origin overlay. If you try and punch someone in the face, origin will try and punch you in the face. Oh my god, that is the perfect analogy. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, for like the whole session, it just I had no melee. Yeah. And oh no, it randomly would melee sometimes. I guess when I was opening origin. Like, it was just fucking... I actually had to restart the game to get that... To fix it. I mean, like, my friend and I, we were like, it's probably because I've brought it up and it's getting confused. I, yeah. I brought up the, the overlay and it's just getting confused because, you know, Origin is a fucking wheezing piece of shit, let's yeah. be honest. But yeah, that was fucking awful. And I, I basically, I had to resort to hosting because playing with my friend, like, he hosted a couple of times and I just, I had the worst fucking lag. Yeah, in fact, this is playing with someone in America. So. Yeah, which usually is never a problem. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> EA. Well, yeah. So, like, and after that, it was it was fine. I mean, the voice acting in this is great, but because like 
So for the majority of the time, we're all like playing female characters. Like yeah. out of the four of us, there's usually like at least like one guy or one Salarian or whatever. Yeah. So I think a lot of the female humans have the same voice. Yeah. And after after the waves, you know, it's like like in Mass Effect Three, one of the characters will say something. The voice acting for this is sublime. <laughs> so like it, it's such a meme. It's fantastic. <laughs> Like the like, you'll be running around and like wave cleared. Get ready for reinforcements. And one of them will go, "That was great." <laughs> and you're like, "The fuck did you just say? Did someone cut you off? Is your sound file like mess- messed up?" Like, like and then it's like, and it was like, she's like, "K," because like you get told to do special objectives. The yeah. same as in Mass Effect. So it's like, oh, there's like um, key enemy like uh, members are on the field. We need them assassinated. Like, K. Okay, it's like um. <laughs> It's so bad, it's life-changingly <laughs> glorious. I'm trying to remember the other things that they say, because it's just so fucking is, weird. Is it like the thing in, in Overwatch when Winston says, um, this will protect us? Sorry about that! And, like, his couple of, like, like... Because he's a decent voice actor. He's, he's a just, good voice actor. He's got, like, two lines that are just so... I want to know what his direction was for those. Okay, we need you to sound like literal cardboard. This will protect us. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. This is why we've hired you. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Or like all of the voice acting for Hour of Twilight and WoW. Oh, oh my Worm god. Worm rest accord. Defend, Defend the, the line. line. Oh my god. The, the fucking hours well away. Oh, I, I love the voice acting. Marathon. Rig me of this rebel. <laughs> I love all the voice acting from that expansion. That expansion was perfect for I, voice I d- acting. I don't know how easy that would be for anyone to look up, but or the Hour of Twilight... Go do the Hour of Twilight dungeons with the sound on. It is worth <laughs> it. Like, every raid and dungeon has some line of voice acting in it that's, like, right on that line of, of like, shit, but really it's endearing. Like, oh, it's like, there is no good, no evil... No light. There is only power! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I must have tanked that dungeon a thousand times. And we'd all, like... We'd all be on Skype. And we'd all just fucking copy his speech verbatim. (laughs) (laughs) The most fun times I had with a while. (laughs) But yeah, like, nothing, like, as good as the Hour of Twilight, unfortunately. But yeah, the whole... That was great! Like, it's just so, like, verbal blue balls. It's like, where are you going with this? It's like, it felt like you wanted to say more. Well, they had, to, they had to pay by the kilobyte, so... Uh... <laughs> ah, okay. See, it was going to be, that was great, we've done really well today, and I'm proud of all of you. But they stuck with, that was great. That was great. <laughs> There's so many other things, and I just can't remember them. They're just... Oh. Uh, I, do, I do have one question. Okay. Uh, do they have the Krogan Warlord character? No, I don't think they do. They have the Krogan... Worst game. Yeah. Zero out of ten, wouldn't rent. Um, yeah, uh, Krogan Warlord was my favourite character from Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. The Krogan Wiblord. Yes, I did, I did change his name to Wiblord because that amused me. Yeah. No, oh, brilliant. If, if you don't know, it's a, a giant armoured Krogan with a hammer. It's, it's a Krogan Sentinel, isn't it? Yeah, he oh, couldn't nice. duck, he couldn't cover. He could run and he could headbutt. Oh, he and could hit hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Half the time, I would I would start with full ammo and I would end my round with full ammo. <laughs> That's how I used to play Vanguard. Because yeah, I'd just be I'd never shoot. I'd just be just murdering everything with my hammer or tanking like these insta kill enemies. I remember you headbutting scions and just biting my nails off. Yeah, just like please was, don't do that. That makes me so uncomfortable. It was it was great fun. It's it's one of our top five uh, hammers in video games yeah. from that video we did ages ago. Ah, <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember. That's a nice little reference back. That was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I enjoy the multiplayer. It takes it takes a bit of adjustment, but of course it's going to. 
It's weird because like I I kind of mained Vanguard, especially like Cabal Vanguard in in three, whereas now I'm I'm going Infiltrator <laughs> with a sniper rifle. Yeah, I never I never really played Infiltrator. I, I I played Infiltrator a couple of times if I just wanted a really easy go of things and didn't really want to contribute to the team <laughs> <laughs> and wanted to be a complete wasteful piece of shit. But you know, it was in, in this. It's like no, that's a valid choice. And we've had a team like thrash the enemy with two infiltrators on the, yeah. and it's just like that's so weird. Yeah, it was um, infiltrator I played as in the single player, all about that sh- uh, sniper. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played through Soldier through the original Mass Effect, and I always regretted that. I did too, and it was so fucking boring. And so I'm I'm playing through Andromeda as as effectively a vanguard. Yeah, same. But you, I think you can just pick random abilities at oh yeah at um, random. But yeah, you haven't a got lot more far, RPG. You, you haven't got far enough to see how much freedom you've got. Yeah, I, I, I've been assured. <laughs> yeah, you have got a lot of freedom. I do I do like that. There, you can. It seems that you can really tailor make your character however you want this time, mm. which is good. Um, I was going to say because I have I have a bit of a theory about Andromeda. Okay. Um, in general, so Matthew, yes, are you familiar with the development of Sonic Two and Sonic CD? Um, no, not really. Got to be honest. Okay, so the original Sonic was made back in 1991, right. I think, um, and when they came to make a sequel. They were, at the same time, making Sonic 2 and another department, like another group of in-house uh, Sega devs, were making Sonic CD. So, in effect, there were two sequels to the same game being made at the same time, and they both released around a similar time. Meaning that you had, effectively, two sequels to the same game that both tried to elaborate on the same premise in different ways. Okay. So there's different ways of managing different things in each game. So that it's it's kind of it's almost like you got to glimpse another timeline of what Sonic would have become. <laughs> yeah, what could have been. Yeah. I feel like Mass Effect Andromeda is kind of a little like that if Mass Effect 1 was made and then in say Reality A Mass Effect 2 and 3 were made which elaborated on the same kind of thing and you ended up with this very like you're very like stuck to the ground, um, kind of cover-based shootery kind of thing, uh, with all of this context-sensitive stuff going on, and uh, and and just it felt a certain way. And in some ways, Mass Effect Andromeda feels more like a, a sequel to the first game. Okay. No, I get you. There is a lot of stuff that they brought in, brought back in from the first game, like weapon up like you know searching crates and being having like a bunch of random equipment that you can upgrade things yeah, with like and... stuff that was streamlined out of the series previously but has kind of come back in now yeah. and and the whole focus on jetpacks and and zipping around and like and much more movement based kind of thing a lot of exploration and well. just just the combat not feeling as refined's probably the wrong word but just different to mass effect 2 and 3 but is probably closer to 1 in a lot of ways so what I'm trying to say is that I think that Mass Effect Andromeda is the Sonic CD to Mass Effect 2 and 3 Sonic 2. <laughs> okay, right. right. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're convincing. got to be honest. He just yeah. really does carry himself with enough confidence to sell it, doesn't he? Is this, is this how you start like a game theory channel? You just talk bollocks and then uh, <laughs> and, and then just do it with some commitment. <laughs> well, okay, um, so Tomorrow. I believe that Soul Reaver is actually about 
assassinated president Abraham Lincoln. Okay, can you back that up? They both have hair. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, Raziel, I think Raziel, his name is. Yeah, um, which is... is an anagram of Abraham Lincoln, actually. Oh. Which ah. is the sequel to Love, actually, that no one really cared about. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it got weird. It got weird very quickly, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean the movies, not me. Oh. I, this is completely <laughs> shit facts. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyone else got anything to say about Mass Effect? I, I guess, kind of, actually, just a quick thing, because I don't think we can't mention it. I am really enjoying it. <laughs> even, if I, even if I have complained a lot about it, but I am enjoying it. See, we can complain about things and still enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys, and if yeah, someone listening to this doesn't like it and is angered by it, you know, I'm sorry that you're angry, but we're allowed an opinion. Same as you. If you hate it and think it's the literal, like, the worst shit in the world, that's okay. Oh, yeah, I can totally understand. That's fine. People... I can understand how people yeah. get, like, I don't understand how people get, like, molten furious about it, but, you know, I understand that people don't like it. No, I think if you do, that it, you've got something else going on, which is probably more important than the video game. Well, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on yeah I mean don't like it if you don't like it that's fine and yeah exactly for god's sake don't pre-order it or give EA any more money than they need oh shit yeah. no don't yeah. do that I mean that's just and a... fucking stay the way stay the fuck away from Origin Access which basically like gave you access to it a week earlier oh okay which is just like fuck you EA you are leeches and I hate you yeah spend spend that week fixing the game yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. fucking exactly <laughs> Let the devs have it for a week longer so maybe they can iron out some of these garbage bugs. But whatever. <laughs> what we need is a Mass Effect done by CD Projekt Red. <laughs> it wouldn't be out for a few years, but it'd be glorious. That's the thing. It's like, they're just it's like, like, oh, you should push it out there. And they laugh. And they laugh yeah. at you. The thing is, I, I was kind of shocked because I, I, in my head, CD Projekt Red are... Even though they, they do make, you know, they do make this big AAA series, like, they always feel like they're cheaper like in my head they always feel like they're still kind of like a cheap indie kind of they've got that purity yeah that that just happened to pump out these things but it actually the witcher 3 actually costs significantly more than mass effect yeah, yeah i, I, I make that um, meme game around yeah. me like you know uh, mass effect andromeda made by however many hundreds of people at this big budget and um yeah the witcher made by two polish dudes it's like well actually no there was more people and more money behind the witcher 3 than there was behind yeah. andromeda yeah so much so that Sapkowski, the uh, the writer of the uh, the Witcher books, has basically come out and gone, "I really regret selling them that. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it would suck. I have been shown who is the boss." <laughs> what? Because he sold it somewhere, and then someone I... managed to make it more successful than he did on his own. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's like, the, like the books are great, but like the games are fantastic. So mm. it's like, mate, look. It's a different medium. You couldn't have made this game. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think he's just grumpy because maybe he's not getting as much money as he'd like. Yeah, he probably wished that he'd got, got like, uh, his... Uh, cause I, presu- I presume he gets royalties. I don't know, um, honestly. I, maybe he's he didn't like... sell the rights, so yeah, well, who fucking knows. But... He probably wished he sold them for more. His <laughs> yeah, board. which would have meant they probably wouldn't have been able to afford it, and well, then the yeah, Witcher games yeah. never would have been made. But no, like, it's like, come on, mate, like, what do you think your books are translated? Like, so, like, I mean, they probably would have been translated anyway, but why do you think, like, so many people are like, translate the fucking books, we need this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, I, I will literally suck CD Projekt Red's dick all day. Like, I'm, oh god, have you, you remember the, uh, the Cyberpunk 2020, I think it is? 2077 or something? Thing they released? Probably 2077, because 77 punk and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... 
and like oh like them them behind a cyberpunk game yeah oh yeah. my god I'm like, i don't get hyped anymore because i have like i'm clinically depressed and anxious and that's bad for me yes um <laughs> that, <laughs> that's I'm, true I'm, I'm i'm very cynical <laughs> but when it comes to cd project red i can't help but get a little bit hyped no no i get you they um, seem to deliver have there, is there any other information about that actually come out no now? they just keep going yeah it's not gonna be out for a while fucking deal with it that's it's like, enough. you know what, that's okay. Yeah. Take all the time you need, sweetness. That's okay, we'll be here. <laughs> I'd rather it take fucking ten years and... It'll come probably... out in 2077. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be the best game ever made. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, so, Matthew, uh, what, what, have, what have you been up to? Um, I have a couple of very brief things. Um, yes. Seeing as I only moved back at the weekend, and I've, not had, I've set up my computer yesterday, so I haven't had time to get stuck into my... Rather epic backlog of things to play and then talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Are you going to just every week you're just going to have a new excuse and it's going to get more and more tenuous? Yeah, but, I mean that's what it's been like for the last how many years? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. See, I feel what's going to happen is that the moment you get all these games and you get back on them, you're going to complete one like every week, and then you're just going to dominate the podcast. So, guys, Super Meat Boy, new game. You probably never heard of it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have things to talk about, but they'll all be so old. <laughs> Because I was like, Dude, I could buy a new fine. game and play it, but then I might as well play the, my backlog of games that I already own, and then buy the new games when they're not new and they're cheaper. So. No, this is true. Uh, it's fine, once you're done talking, I'm going to talk about something from 1992, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. So, I have two things. Yes? Like, first off is very quick, and we're not actually going to talk about it, but it's an instruction to you two and to everyone else. On Netflix, there is a film. Okay. It is called Swiss Army Man. Okay. You should not look about anything what it is. You, it's an hour and a half. You should just sit and watch it and then either be angry or thankful. Okay. okay. And, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything else about it. And you should try and avoid reading anything about it. I think the blurb on Netflix isn't too giving away, give stuff away. So it should yeah. be okay. But if you can okay. just somehow manage to click on it and watch it without knowing anything. Um, okay. And then, yeah, you're either welcome or, or not, depending on what you think. <laughs> it's interesting. I'll put it that way. But anyway, let's not talk anymore because because that goes into the next thing which I was going to say about finding out too much things about things in okay. advance and then that yeah. affecting how much you enjoy them. Because I saw Logan. Yeah. Oh, did we ruin it for you? Well, that's the thing. No, I still enjoyed it. But my overwhelming sense when I got out of it was disappointment. Oh. oh. Maybe it maybe it had been hyped too much and I think we are to blame. And it's a weird one because I think, yeah, I like, I definitely, the whole time through watching it, I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I'm really enjoying this. You know, this is such a nice change for this sort of mindless superhero film with sky beams and blah, blah, blah. It's just about these characters and that's excellent. And then I got out and I was like, oh, was that it? And I don't know. It's weird. I think it's because I just heard too many people say too many good things. Yeah. Sorry, dude. We kind of ruined everything. I was like, it could never, ever. It's not just you guys. It's like everyone. Like, everyone loves this film, and deservedly so. Yeah. Like, I did enjoy it when I watched it, but I still felt weirdly conflicted when I got out. It was... Yeah, yeah. Was I, I guess it's... It, it, either it was never going to live up to the expectations that were built up for you. Yes, exactly. That's the thing, which is... It, it is it is a real problem about uh, about things. It's it's one of the reasons why... Like, when, the, when there's, like, some new big thing, like, new big TV show or whatever, half the time I'll just never bother to watch it because... It gets hyped up so much mm, yep. that I'm like, if I watch this and I just fucking hate it, then I'm just going to feel like shit. <laughs> it happened with um, fucking um, Battlestar Galactica, the new Battlestar Galactica. 
everyone says it's a fucking masterpiece. I can't stand it. Mm. And and so I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know if it's because it was built up to be like, this is like the return of good sci-fi, and I'm like, I don't like it. Well, to be fair, literally anything comes out nowadays, and it's just got fucking any, any outlet screaming, BELIEVE THE HYPE! Well, yeah. So it's like, it kind of ruins everything. Unless it's fair, We're all kind of complicit here. <laughs> Unless it's Iron Fist, and, they just, and everyone just says, yeah, it's a bit shit. Like, Tom Scott was saying <laughs> that, like, he's, he really liked it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, hell, it took it took us until the other day before we finally watched through the rest of Jessica Jones. Yeah, which was which was pretty mm. decent. Yeah, pretty I good. think Jessica Jones could have been two or three episodes shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. I think so it would true. have definitely benefited from that. But other than that, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, Quite I did enjoy it. it. I also find it fun how it's it, it's really blatantly a pilot for. Um, Luke Cage as well, well. There's a couple of hidden yeah. pilots in there for Luke yeah. Cage. Yeah, <laughs> like I was thinking about. It, I was like. About a quarter of this entire series could have just been in Luke Cage, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but Luke <laughs> yeah. Cage is a fucking boss. Oh yeah, totally. So... Which it, it did make me actually want to go and watch the Luke Cage series, so I guess it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I saw the trailers for Iron Fist. It looked incredibly bland, I guess, from the trailer. And I was like, if they're the best bits from it... I mean, I'll probably give it a go at some point, but... I've heard it gets better. I've heard it starts off really, really bad and gets and gets actually quite good towards the end is what well, I've heard. I'm probably going to go watch something that starts off pretty good and just gets better. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so that's me being a cynical fuck. But... No, it is it is it is one of those those problems. I think the uh, box set culture for want of a better term means that I I think sometimes people are will sit there and really judge you for not sitting through multiple seasons of something that starts off shit and then gets really good in the end but you need to have seen those shit seasons it's like the sons of anarchy my brother loved that and he was like you need to see it but the first couple of seasons suck and i'm like no it all sucks <laughs> i'm not, i refuse to sit through like fucking 40 episodes of shit <laughs> Yeah, it's like the first, like I tried to watch Vikings and I thought that was garbage. Well, isn't that another one where ev- everyone, yeah. well, most? Uh, that's yeah, that's what I was about to say. I've heard good things, but then maybe that's the problem. But it's kind of like I just seeing it, and I'm just like, you know what? None of this is grabbing me. I mean, the settings, the settings, great. They all look great. They're decent enough actors. I'm just, I don't give a fuck about the story or really anything to do with these people. I mean, that, that's another one where I've heard it's you have to get through the first season Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, good. but I don't feel as if I have to. I don't yeah. feel like that, that's my fucking responsibility. And like, there are some <laughs> there are some um, TV shows where it's not so much of a big deal if that's the case. Like, um, the first, like, two seasons of um, Star Trek Next Generation are kind of crap. Yeah, but they're all kind of filmed so that they're all kind of standalone anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. So you, you can, can jump in. Yeah, you could just go, oh yeah, the first two seasons are crap. Okay, just go what, start at season three. They were made in such a way that you can do that and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then if you then once you're interested, you can then go back and watch them because there's not that much continuity between episodes because Gene Roddenberry hated continuity. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry seemed to hate a lot of things that were good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Gene Roddenberry was a bit... Uh, he wasn't as bad as George Lucas, but he was one of those people that they... To make Star Trek good, they had to, at a certain point, very kindly but firmly take it away from him. <laughs> Just imagine his gravestone. Here lies Gene Roddenberry, loving husband and not as bad as George Lucas. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh, God, I'm literally making fun of a dead guy. Yep. <laughs> oh, this is my life now. 
Actually, speaking of uh, of TV shows, yes, I, I have an interesting uh, little thing to mention. So, um, the the Power Rangers film um, it's out now, isn't yes. it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't really care. Are you? Do you want to see it? I kind of do, um, but not because not because it's Power Rangers because. Because of it coming out and people talking about Power Rangers again, I, I went and watched the first episode of of Power Rangers, um, and it's shit uh, and crap, and I don't know why I ever liked it as a kid. Because um, kids like things that are shit. And crap. No, I, it, I, I totally understand. It is it is a weirdly surreal show when you're actually looking at it, and you're just like, why is this like fucking Saved by the Bell? Meets Ultraman. It's Ugh. weird. Ugh. Well, that's pretty much because it is literally that. Yes. <laughs> By the bell meets Ultraman. Okay. Do you know the really weird thing? They're all colour-coded before they become Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all wearing, like, the colour-coded clothes. It's really mm-hmm. weird. But anyway, watching it and going, this is kind of crap. Um, I, got, I, I, re- I got really interested in watching the original Japanese series that they stole all the footage from. Yeah, uh, which is as part of the Super Sentai series, and is usually just referred to as um, Juranger. Um, Juranger. It is actually really good. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but you're a bit of a Japanophile, I mean, and you love kaiju things. I mean, so I, you're a bit yeah. of a mark anyway. I am a mark for this stuff because I, I like all. I, I like Ultraman. I like Godzilla. So a show. It, it's a very very similar to Ultraman in in the way that you know people fighting these kind of. A alien monster threats that eventually become big and then they have to fight them. But the really uh, the really interesting thing is how all of the weaknesses of the Western version of Power Rangers are strengths of the the Japanese one. Like everything it fucks up was fine in the original series. So <laughs> I guess I'd show, it goes to show America can't be trusted with anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> So like, it, it, wait, I'm that's something drama match should be saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like a good example is at the very start of the the, the Western series, you see um, people landing on what is sort of implied to be the moon, and they release Rita Repulsa, and after ten thousand years, after ten thousand years, she's free. Time to conquer Earth. <laughs> I wish I could do the voice, but I'm a bit too close to our expensive microphone, and I maybe don't want to. Yeah, do I'd that. rather you didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, go stand in the kitchen and do it. That still might be a bit too loud. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, it, in the Japanese version, um, it's sci- it's astronauts going to a planet that comes into our, our solar system, like a roaming planet, every like I think it's like seventeen. Uh, it's like one hundred seventy thousand years, I think. It's something crazy like that. And every time, it, and it comes through, and it's called the planet Nemesis. Don't laugh. That's from the, the, the Sailor Moon has yeah. like a planet Nemesis. It's like a big yeah. evil planet that wants to eat things. Yeah. So. but that's where she was sealed away. You know, uh, like ten thousands of years ago, and she, they find her, accidentally release her, and then she comes to Earth, fucks around for a bit, and then because she hates people, goes to then live on the moon, which makes sense why her palace is on the moon, uh, which obviously you see in the original Power Rangers as well. And there's also an actual, like, escalation of abilities in the original series. So, um, I mean, I, I think it's fairly common knowledge that in the Japanese series, the Yellow Ranger is uh, is actually a guy. Uh, which is why when they all turn into the Power Rangers, um, only the Pink Ranger has the little skirt. Yeah, because, you know, okay. pink and skirt. Yeah, girl. yeah. <laughs> That's um, what I always really loved about the uh, the Yellow Ranger is that she didn't have a fucking skirt. Yeah, and that's and just she be- wasn't in pink. I was like, 
Now that's 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 awesome, and I love her. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just because she's a guy who's literally called Boy in the original series. <laughs> Boy, that's pretty rad, actually. Because uh, they because they're all uh, people who were sealed. They were from an ancient civilization that lived with dinosaurs. I'm on board with this. And they all got sealed away for the time that the evil witch Bandora, who is Rita Repulsa, for if she ever came back, and they were sealed away, and then they get they they get like re you know released uh, to go and fight her. They get re released. They get re released to fight her. They get remade. Yeah, get remade. It's a uh, reboot. It's fine. Reboot it. <laughs> so so they they come back, and um, even though they are all color coded, it's way they're in like. Kind of fantasy clothes, and they're way and they're way more like tastefully made. So they're not just all in the like really vibrant, obvious versions of the colors. That's know? what really like bugged me about like like you know when you're watching like Power Rangers. At least when you, like, when I was watching it as a kid, I never really figured out what was weird and different. So I'd look at the Japanese footage and go, "This looks weird. I wonder why." Oh well. And then I'd look at the American footage and go, this looks weird. I wonder, like, in comparison, there was a mm. lot of dissonance there. But I always remember when they're hanging around with Zordon and they're dressed, like, when they don't have their helmets on, yeah. but they've still got the kind of gear on. I remember looking at the costumes going, they look like shite. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to the actual, like, you know, the Sentai footage and everything looks like they give a fuck. Mm. But, yeah, and, like, all, all of the American, like, Power Ranger costumes were, like, like, Loads of like foam and just look really <laughs> gross and like badly made. And that always did kind of like yeah yeah. Well, I mean the the other thing is um, that um, there's, there's like like say there's, there's actual like progression. So in the first episode, like just putting cons- uh, comparison, in the first episode of of the Western Power Rangers, they become the Power Rangers. They they um, fight. Um, I think they fight Goldar on the ground. And then he gets made giant. And, because they always do. And then they get the Megazord and they fight him with the Megazord. And get the sword and do everything. So they kind of blow their load of everything in episode one. In the the Japanese one, um, in the first episode they fight um, a monster. They fight a monster, I can't remember which one it is. I think they do fight Goldor and another monster. Um, they, fight, they fight them on the ground and then they beat them just... Conventionally fighting, normal sized fighting, yeah. Kind of thing. Then I think the, the next episode, like in the next episode, the only they saw they summon the the red like T Rex Zord, and then it fights on its own and beats the enemy like that. Then like the next one, they summon all the Zords individually and they all fight. So like you actually have the individual ones like the, the saber tooth tiger and the triceratops actually fighting oh enemies my God. dude that is rad because i always that always did bug me because i always loved seeing them pre like megazord yeah like just like kind of hanging out individually i always thought that was amazingly cool and you wanted to see what they did you, you did and then you barely ever fucking did yeah and then they then they go to and this alternate realm to get weapons Oh, I forgot about the weapons. They yeah. didn't put that in su- like a super amount in the uh, the Western version. Yeah, it never. Really but I always, it. I always loved, I always loved it. Yeah. I loved it how the, the Yellow Ranger had like two knives, and I was like, that's so fucking rad. <laughs> but yeah, so they had to, they have to go to like this other other realm to go and get these weapons because the problem is they're like super powered. So when they're using regular weapons, they're just breaking them all the time. So they have to get these legendary weapons. That sounds amazingly cool. But they cool. go there and they fight an enemy there. And so they bring the Zords out. 
And then, at, like, the halfway point, the Zords just throw them out because the Zords are sentient. And they're like, bleh. And they're like, no, you've got it to earn these weapons. We'll help you when your enemies are attacking you and are making it unfair, but you've got to do this yourself. So it's kind of like you gotta you got to prove your, your worthiness. Yeah, so the Zords okay. are more important as well, like, to a point when the, they weren't, behave, they weren't like, working well as a team. So the, so the Zords ta- take the Red Ranger and basically pull him into a pocket dimension and berate him <laughs> into, into, like, start fucking working together, you twats. That sounds like then, such a better, like, thing yeah. for kids than just, oh yeah, you get everything straight away and you always win. And also, so, you have great hair on them, but big big pretty teeth and so when they learn to work together that's when they can then make the megazord and that's like they don't use the megazord until episode six i like that that's cool so there's actually this progression of stuff and there's lots of little minor things like um the the you know the um minions that rita's got there's the one that makes yeah the one that, well the one that makes the putties oh what's his name I can't remember his I name, remember his name. but he's like this—he's like this obsequious like little shit, falcor-looking. Yeah, he's—he's like—he's—he's he's always groveling and, and doing exactly what Rita says. He's constantly complaining in the Japanese version, <laughs> like how nothing's ever right, and he's like, "Stop rushing me, okay?" Oh my god, Rita Repulsa is EA. <laughs> also, Rita's got um, Rita's got actually a, a, a not quite as grating voice. Although whether you, whether that's good I or bad, I don't think is, that's yeah. grating. I've got to ask now. This is this is the thing that's going to make or break a lot of the listeners' uh, opinions on whether to give this give the Japanese show any attention. Balkan Skull. I'm afraid Balkan Skull are not in it. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's it's fine. I mean, I I don't I don't I can, know what I expected really. I will say one thing: watching the uh, watching the first episode of Power Rangers, you you realise um, Bulk has remarkably uh, a remarkably hairy chest. Because oh. in the first episode, he's, he's wearing a bit of a bear. He, he's wearing like a, I can't remember what they're called the the uh, martial arts. Um, um, Uniform. uniforms. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. What I should. Called. I should know what they're called because I did judo for like a couple of years. Yeah, like, same. Like, um, <laughs> karate clothes. Karate clothes. But yeah, so so it's quite low cut, and, and I for some reason I was just like, wow, he has a really hairy chest, and then my childhood <laughs> was destroyed. Yeah, see, well, I, like, every now and again I'll just get the Balkan skull theme stuck in my head. So, and I'll just, that's literally my head all day. So if there are any telepathic like people out there, I'm very sorry because <laughs> like they'll be trying to sleep, and this the Balkan skull theme will just be yeah. permeating through their fucking skull, <laughs> like duh, duh. like ah, every day with this shit. And now I've probably got it stuck in a bunch of yeah, other people's I heads. Hope so. <laughs> that's the best music of our generation. <laughs> the Balkan skull theme. <laughs> And I love how are they like still in it? And they're like fifty-year-old men tormenting like teenagers. <laughs> I, I don't think they're in it anymore. Oh, why not? I mean, are they still amazing? Are they still making them? I honestly, I don't even know. They keep popping up in Netflix, going, "Hey, because you like things, how about this thing that's like probably not very good?" I will say, I I, I looked up some of the later Zord designs. God, they got really shit. They started looking really cheap. Mm. Like even even the even the Japanese series they're stealing from looks cheap in that. Yeah, 
Because I think there was a brief run where they where it was entirely Western, like even the the robot they, footage. Like, they was... exported Power Rangers to Japan, which blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I think the Power Rangers has also been translated to Japan, which must uh, just be really surreal. That's so fucking weird. Like, okay, Japanese people, like you have the best version of this. Mm. Why do you want to suffer? <laughs> but yeah, I leave c- Power Rangers in the West. It it doesn't deserve mm. it. And I can I can uh, recommend trying to watch the uh, Super Sentai uh, Duranger series. Just for it's interesting to see what Power Rangers was made from, and I think it's just su- it's superior to Power Rangers. But again, I I really like things like Ultraman and Godzilla. So you know that that type of stuff I can buy into very easily, and I know some people can't. But if nothing else, it is interesting to see how radically different the story is because mm. it bears literally no resemblance, mm. and they are they are not even remotely related at all. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I kind of want to see the new Power Rangers film now because I've, yeah, I've. But now you can look at Rita Repulsa and get boners and not feel. I, I mean, honestly, I think the old Rita Repulsa is way hotter with the is. weird kind of like like pointy it, hair. It is weird that they made Rita Repulsa hot. Well, isn't there like there another character? Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get an image. Yeah, yeah no, no, the, no, seriously. The new Rita Repulsa is uh, is basically she's like. Um, uh, if you've ever seen like like WWE, um, like divas, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. How it's literally it it feels to me as if it's literally just made for for little kids to go. That makes my jinky feel funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. If you, yeah, yeah. The silly thing is, it doesn't even make sense, because there is literally a Power Rangers main villain. Um, I think it was introduced in Power Rangers Turbo, which is where I stopped paying attention as a kid. I stopped paying attention after the movie, I think. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but where they brought in a new villain, and sh- she was basically that. Um, that needs to be Rita Repulsa. Most of the budget for that era of Power Rangers was getting those tits of hers, like, hiked up and giving her one hell of a cleavage. You have no idea how much duct tape that stuff takes. <laughs> I've seen it again recently, like, like some of that stuff recently, and I'm like, whoa, Jesus, how was my... Like, I was, I was like, a teenager at this time. Why was that not the sole focus of my attention? Jesus Well, Christ. you know, I, I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to complain about going, oh, it's, it's, it's overly sexualizing a character, because let's be honest... Lord Zed. Oh, Lord Zed. Lord yeah. Zed was such a fucking hunk. Well, he was walking around in a metal thong. Yes, he so. was. <laughs> That's a man I can respect. <laughs> you always and you always know what's on his mind because you can see it. Yeah, exactly. I always loved it how he used this like the beaten down, like he was this big, powerful, skinless fucking thing. Yeah. It's like if if Shredder accidentally removed all of his skin and became, like, a, a sexy male stripper. Yes. Like, he's, like, this big, powerful guy who's just constantly getting shouted down by Rita. And, of course, the best thing about Lord Zed is that his voice actor saw our band play once. Yeah, he did! <laughs> so fucking cool! While you were wearing a Power Rangers t-shirt? I was, yes. Yes, yes which was quite a nice coincidence. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was that was so fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> okay, so do you want to do you want to hear what my takeaway from this conversation is? Yes. yes. You kept saying the Western Power Rangers, so all yeah. I can imagine in my head is Power Rangers <laughs> with like cowboy hats riding around on horses. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's Good. all I can see in my head now. I'm thinking of just yeehaw sword. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think that's like... a thing, but that needs to be a thing. I kind of wanted to see Western Power Rangers where they're all, like, the Megazords just in a cowboy hat, <laughs> just drinking whiskey, <laughs> or, like, like, like really, like, nothing's, like, 
the size of, of, of him. So he's kind of like, he's got his foot on like the deck of a saloon. And he's like, this is, this is basically how far I am in. And then Goldar comes in with a cowboy hat. And it's like, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. And literally everyone goes, no fucking shit, you giant kaiju bastard. <laughs> the town is literally not big enough for you. <laughs> literally not big enough for even one of you bastards. And then they have a six-shooter fight at dawn, and it will be beautiful. Be and the bullets are like the size of Volkswagen Beetles. And they're literally okay. just, they actually have to have people get into the bullets and drive them. Yeah. At- <laughs> or alternately, they're using regular-sized guns. <laughs> So Fan the hammer, Megazord! So as far as you can see, they're firing, but you can't see the guns, so they're just diving back and forth. And you're just hearing guns fire, but you can't see them. So f- as far as you know, they're just saying pew-pew at each other. Yeah, like, you see, I want that so... I don't want a fucking reboot. I want... Western Power Rangers. Yeah. Actually, do you know the best thing about watching the Japanese Power Rangers? Um, because of a news story that recently came out about one of the uh, the guys that played... Um, I, it's one of the Red Rangers, I think. Um, a news story came out about him. Um, it means that I can now watch um, the Power Rangers and not sit there and go, that bloke killed someone with a sword. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, because one of the Red Rangers Uh, did that. Yes. Yeah. He's he's recently been convicted. And, like, fuck it, the Yellow Ranger, she died in a car crash. Did she? Oh, shit. The original one, Trini. Mm, Trini, yeah. God, I loved her so fucking much. Basically, what we're saying is that Power Rangers is nothing but a train wreck of destroyed dreams. And broken hearts. (laughs) And all basically everything for the actors in it was bad all the time. Apart from Bulk and Skull, because Bulk had a really hairy, fuzzy man chest. I don't know. I, I don't know the secret hidden lore of the actors behind Bulk and Skull. I kind of want it. I want that to be... That's what I want. That's what I want remade. I want Power Rangers, the Bulk and Skull story. <laughs> oh, you know what would be amazing? <laughs> like, if if you saw an interview with the actors who played Bulk and Skull and it turned out they're proper, like, theatre-trained actors, <laughs> and they sit down and <laughs> oh inter- you sit down and interview with them and go, well, yes, so I was playing um, Thaddeus B. Bulkenstein... <laughs> um, it was a seminal role that um, I'm very proud of. Um, we wanted to give, we wanted to give a kind of a Loki-esque prankster attitude to them. We thought that it would really help be a counterbalance, a, a juxtaposition to the more serious stories that were being told by the mighty morphing Power Rangers. See, I'm just imagining like. If, like, Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart, like, one of them was really fat. Uh, yeah, I, that, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I was literally just like, yeah, one of them's just perfect. got, like, just gained a load of weight. Oh, that's it. Let's... Oh, my God, a remake where they have Balkan Skull as Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. And by remake, I mean it's the exact same Power Rangers series, but they superimpose those two in. <laughs> yes. We're going to start a fucking... Boot up a Kickstarter. This shit's going to happen. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> And then they'll all, like, we'll put, like, cowboy hats on the Megazord, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> In fairness, like, a, a bad re-editing job is what the original series is anyway. Well, yeah, this is true. <laughs> but I don't think it had many cowboy hats. It it did not, to my knowledge. Mm. Should have had more. Yeah. I would have loved it if they had, like, just, like, a little, little like, western town, and then, like, a giant pair of, like, swinging saloon doors. <laughs> Just just for the fact that the Megazord might come through one day. 
That would be perfect. I just well, I want that so bad. <laughs> like, I, what I'm saying is I want blazing saddles, but with Power Rangers. I, I, maybe that can be arranged. That would be cool. <laughs> what uh, the, the fuck have we been talking about know. for the past hour? And on that note... On that note, indeed. <laughs> on that note, before before the, the taste and decency police come and get us and take us to loser's jail, we should probably... <laughs> what are you laughing at me for? What the fuck kind of outro was that? Uh, it's better than rolling a fucking D20, I guess. <laughs> Which wasn't really a D20. Don't Spoilers. fucking peek behind the curtain, dude, no. We need to keep up the artifice so people maybe one day might respect us or maybe not hate us. Yeah. I, I, I'm aiming for vague indifference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.